When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, welcome to the post-match points in association with Purity. This is the Villa View with Dan Bardell, Ty Bracey and his dog making funny noises in the bus. Ty, I guess, I mean, we have the first draw we've had this season, so, it's, I mean, so in some ways it's good to get that out of the way, but in other ways, when you've had 27 shots and you just feel like you've dominated the game without, albeit looking particularly potent, you've got to, you've got to take three points, haven't you? Yeah, um, I mean... I think everyone's a bit worried when they're in the team sheet tonight. Um, but, you know, a positive, I was happy with the performances from everybody, uh, really. You know, the, the final third uh, was quite frustrating. Traore being scared to use his right foot, the shots on target, you know, there's uh, there's many things we can uh, scratch our head at this evening. But, you know, I guess a, a point's better than nothing. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've dominated the game pretty much from start to finish. Obviously, when you've had 27 shots, it's clear who the best team have been. Burnley have come and, and done pretty much what you would have expected them them to do. That had a couple of dangerous moments in the first half, but I don't really remember them threatening us at all in the second half. But we just weren't clinical and we just it's nice if we've missed loads of massive chances, but you just never felt that we had the cutting edge and they could still be out there now when we wouldn't have scored. Yeah, definitely. We we looked really dangerous going forward, and then when it comes to the, you know, the moments to to have a shot on goal, it was just you know it was either too simple for Pope or um or or miles over the bar. Uh, you know, I think uh, Hawes hit the post in the first half. Uh, cool. Free kick hit the bar as well. You know, great tip onto the bar from uh from Pope. You know, he's not an easy keeper to get back at the best of times. You know, so when we got that many opportunities, we got to be putting them away really. Yeah, these are really tight because we were just talking before we came on and we're so far away from what we were last season in, t- in terms of how we look going forward. Just with a bit more finesse and, and cutting edge, we- we'd be right up there. But like, like I say, you do kind of forget the strides that we've taken over the last 12 months have been staggering, really, especially so far this season. Yeah, I mean, it's quite refreshing to 
be in a position where we're not grateful for a point and annoyed that we didn't get three. You know, so I try and see that side of it as well as where, you know, this time last year, you know, we'd probably be grateful for a point, you know, but today we're in a position where we're, you know, we're a bit annoyed that we haven't took three. I mean, if we'd won these three games in hand, um, we go up to second in the league. I mean, that that's, you know, coming up to Christmas, that's that, that's outrageous. Yeah, as I say, it's a lot of years away from where we were last year. Let's bring in our first guest, one of the best Villa shirt collections in the country, it's Pete. Hopefully, it'll appear on the screen any, any second now. I think Pete's actually quite buoyed, which is, is, is a surprise because I don't think anyone's buoyed. I think, although we accept what's happened tonight, I don't think any of us are, are delighted. But Pete seems quite buoyed if he ever turns up on the on the screen. There he is, Pete. Welcome. What what did you make of it? Oh yeah. Uh, hopefully, you can see me. Yeah, yeah, we've got you. Good, good. Uh, yeah, I'm happy. As you, I think you were just alluding to the fact that. Um, we are night and day from last season. Now, I know we've 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 played Burnley. Yes, everyone's boy that we should we should beat him. Um, but I was just really, I was impressed with with Burnley. They're a stubborn defensive unit, proper hard to break down. We've given them a battering, and yes, we haven't won the game. We haven't won the game, but the point is we have got to the stage where teams are coming to Villa Park and they've got a respect. Whereas before it was, oh, we'll go down Villa, we'll get a result. So I'm seeing progress. Lots yeah, of I think, progress. Yeah. I think that's, that's a really valid point that the progress, as I say, is right up there. The other flip side of it as well is is that we've got four or five regulars, four or five people that have been mainstays in the side. Because let's face it, there's not a lot of rotation goes on at Villa unless it's forced. We're missing a lot of players tonight and we've still dominated the game and you, you might have looked at that side pre-game and had a few worries about how we would play going forward but it didn't really affect us missing play, missing players did it? it, was a, it I think it was a huge blow I was hoping Barkley would be fit and I've looked at that um, that squad and I'm thinking this, is it the League Cup you know we've made four changes okay Jack's playing but is it but this is the Prem isn't it this is what we've got to get used to it's going to be game after game after game and yeah. we've got the best squad and people who are dreaming of getting into Europe and stuff like that, I don't think it's realistic at all. We need to consolidate this year and then push on. That's progress, absolute progress. If we can finish and then, well, it depends what the, the board want to do. Maybe in January, it's going to be like a Janino moment. We're going to sign some world stars. It's, well, I know we didn't sign Janino, but what- I was going to say, I hope that. Yeah, we're, we're, we're at a crossroads, isn't we? That's the point I'm trying to make. We're at a point where with a few, players we could really play we could because re- that team even though we've lost a couple of you know like cash has been brilliant this season really good louise for the past well since uh, after lockdown has been a, r- a real good player we could really go places we're, we're, we're bordering like everton you know if we get james rodriguez if we got ricarlison in you know a couple of worldies to go alongside jack we're going places so I'm looking at it really positively from that point of view. Not the fact that, yeah, Burnley have come. They've, I won't say they've put 10 men behind the ball, but at times, you know, we've had like 30 shots or whatever compared to their five, six, five, whatever it was. But we're going places and I'm really buoyed by the fact that, yeah, OK, we ain't won tonight. But we're looking at and the bigger picture being us in the Premier League and not messing about in the Championship. I'm happy, really happy. Todd, do you agree with the fact that I get I get what Pete's saying to get mid-table 
would be a fantastic achievement. It'd be, it'd be great progress. But there's a bit nagging at me where I think some of these games that we have, we haven't done anything in in the, in the last month or so, that where there's been chances to do things. We could genuinely make a push for Europe this season that, that would be massive for the club. What, what do you think? I mean, with the lack of fans, I think that's giving us some shock results. You know, I think home form is being tarnished. I mean, our away form is, you know... Spectacular. Really, really, yeah, really, really good. But would it be the same if there was uh, if there was fans, you know? And I think, I think we really need to be cap- capitalising on these times with no fans because... As as you said, Dan, especially in games against Burnley, this time last year we'd probably be happy with a point. This year I am, you know, I am kind of a bit frustrated that we haven't took three, especially when we've had twenty seven attempts on goal. Pete, as well, before you came on, you were saying well, I was talking about home form and away form, and you were saying there isn't really any home and away, which I guess is fair. But the facts remain: is away from home, like Ty said, we've been absolutely brilliant. Results have been stupendous at home since the Liverpool win. We have stuttered, and I don't think we've won since that game. So there's something funny going on somewhere. What do you make of that? Well, again, I'm going to say uh, last season, we'd have all been in the whole end, wherever you sit. And we'd be saying, oh, this is a six-pointer. We need to stay, you know, we need to win this because Burnley are going to be down there with us. We're not, we're not saying that now. We're not saying that. We're looking up rather than looking down. And I'm really happy about that. Yeah, I know what you're saying. You know, if, if VAR would have changed its minds against Brighton, if we'd have got an equaliser against West Ham, you know, it was absolute robbery, VAR. I think we've been done by VAR twice on that, but I'm not going to keep going on about VAR. We absolutely despise it. But, yeah, if it's it's turning those ifs into actual positives and the big teams can turn these chances into three points, we are, we are getting the chances. Yeah, we're not doing it, but we're getting the chances. So what I'm saying is if we get two or three quality players... Like, I'll go back to the Everton example. If we can get them, we can go places. And I'm really positive about that. And tonight was a classic example. Burnley came and they gave us nothing but respect tonight. They never went out to win that game. They just came. Yeah, I know it's home and away. And and what you're saying is home form ain't great. Okay, but has our home form ever been great? I'll go back to, they were all, you know, you get Wigan rocking up at Villa Park and we'd have Downing, Young, Carew, you know, the real boys. And we'd still stutter at home. So, what I'm saying is, going forward, I'm real positive based on the fact that we get a couple of real quality players. And, you know, Traore, then have a great game. I don't think he's got the, the, the pace of the Premier League yet, but maybe he'll kick on, he'll do a Douglas Louise, he'll find it and he'll kick on. Or maybe we'll have a, a signing. I mean, I'd, I'd love to have seen Ben Rama come in. I, I know I've said to you, Dan, Ben Rama, I think he was a real player and we missed the boat here. We spent 17 million on Traore, and, and he's gone for 28 or whatever, and maybe wages. We don't know the full story, do we? If we'd have got him in, oh, I mean that goal he scored the other night. I mean, imagine him; he'd have been like, like Jack and him. Oh, but that's what I'm saying is we we ain't far away. And this that we've watched for the past seven years, I'm I'm real real positive that we're gonna gonna push somewhere. We're gonna do something. And, and being a Villa fan, it's, you know, before um, the, the start of the season, everyone's like, oh, yeah, great, you know, and you never know what's going to happen. But we've seen the players. We've seen yeah. what we can do. When Barkley's there and Jack's playing on form, we can, we can, we've got a real good, strong eleven, but we haven't got the strong squad. If we can get the strong squad, we can do... I mean, we ain't far away, are we, as, as Toys rightly said? 
yeah, okay, if we'd have won tonight. But if we win those two games in hand, and I know one's against Man City, but they've just won against, uh, Drew against West Brom. If we can win them, we're, we're fourth or whatever out of the table is. And, you know, up the villa, you know, it's great. I just can't wait to get back and, and see it, you know, because we're playing some decent football. I'm really positive about the villa. And you can't go, can you? But again, that's a, that's a side issue. Oh, Pete, we've really enjoyed having you on. I've really enjoyed your positivity to, to start us off tonight. Yeah, I love that. Thanks. Pete. Thanks ever so much for coming on, Pal, and we'll speak to you again, sir. Up the villa, always up the villa. Up the villa. Very positive, Ty, isn't he, Pete? Oh, lo- loving it. I love it. To be fair, it kind of made me feel like I'm being a bit of a spoiled brat. But I definitely <laughs> see where you're coming from in terms of the, uh, you know, the european side because uh you know i can you can see those glimmers of hope that 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 could happen you know and but i, I definitely agree with everything you had to say in terms of you know uh you know how we're looking adding a few more players to the squad you know i i, I definitely agree with that i mean i'm slightly concerned that i can still see his big face on, on my screen i don't know whether you <laughs> yeah right can on mine as well, but I just assume it's fine on YouTube. I've no idea what kind of views going out, so I probably <laughs> you can't still see because he ain't going to be saying anything for the rest of the show. Ty, we spoke a little bit about Troy Aura. Where, where are you with him? Because it is early days, and as Pete rightly said, you've got to give these people time. I mean, I was having a pop at Douglas Louise probably this time last year. Yeah. Come back after lockdown, and he's the best thing since sliced bread. I look like a mug. So you aren't going to find me saying anything about Troy Aura. And there's actually a lot of things in his game that I see that, that I like. But again, the tale of the night, really. It's a little bit of a lack of an end product. Yeah, um, he's definitely very one-footed. However, he did look a lot sharper today. Um, and I think that probably comes down to match fitness. Yeah, you're definitely right in the end product. But there was a, a time, I can't remember at what point in the game he was, but he's fully give it the absolute baked beans, 80 yards, ran back and and got rid of the ball. And he's literally yeah. ran yeah, he did. from the top of the field and give it absolute loads and... I think he's uh, lacking match fitness. I think that's probably a massive part of it. Um, Whether he comes good in the end, I don't know. Uh, You could see that fitness was a problem um, for the time that he's had so far. Um, Definitely needs to be a bit more confident on that right foot um, because, you know, especially with coming up against teams and Trezeguet being out, you know, the the pre-match, you know, tactics and stuff that the other clubs are doing, they're going to see he's very one-footed, see that he's going to put it onto his left always, you know, it's always going to be shut down. Um, I don't want to make an assumption yet. I'd like to see him push Trezeguet for his position. I don't want to say not good enough. I, I don't feel like we've seen a fully match-fit trail right yet. Also, he ain't played 90 minutes, has he? So you, you can only judge someone when they've had a, f- a few rounds of 90 minutes. And also, you need different options for different games. And having the squad's important because we've seen tonight, for the first time, really, we've, we've needed to make massive changes. Yeah. Um, well, I, I had put in my, uh, my uh, one of my other Villa WhatsApp groups that I'm in, I uh, called him Trey Orzaga because he was just on the edge of that right side of the box. And it's like, come on, man, get it in. And you know, it's just that frustration of taking that one touch too many and just not absolutely railing it home. Yeah, I mean, there was certainly a lot of frustration overall tonight as as, as a Villa fan. I'd just like the producer, Adam, to just give us uh, some kind of message that everything's OK <laughs> and start to prep start to prep the next guest as well. There he is, I think, Steve Stephen Green's on, on, on his way in again. At this point, I'm not sure what anyone's seeing on the screen because I can only go by what I'm seeing. But the original podcaster... Stephen Green from the Aston Villa Review back back in the day, who I was shocked to find out that started 10 years ago. How, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, yeah. Obviously a, a frustrating game, but 
one way we can take some positives. I think Pete's made me uh, overly positive now. I'm feeling quite positive after having him on. Where, where do you sit with that guy? Uh, oh, man, it was so annoying. Uh, I think we're starting to look like a big game team, aren't we? Um, the games where we've really turned up this season, Liverpool, Arsenal, Wolves, um, you know, really pulled some performances out of the bag. And then we get these games against teams like Brighton and West Ham and Burnley and, you know, no disrespect to them, but these are games that we should be picking up points from. And we've come away with one out of the three. Um, I just thought we looked a bit... We missed that dynamism that guys like Trezeguet and Cash usually bring. We missed that tonight. I thought we looked a bit slow. Um, Burnley are so good defensively and they they organise themselves so well that if you give them that extra bit of time to get back and organise, they'll do that. And, and they just sort of crushed us out. What did you make of the team selection pre-game? Because I think we were probably all surprised that Jacob Ramsey didn't start. I thought he had a, a good first start in the Premier League at the weekend against Wolves. So he made way. I think we all expected Al Ghazi to play, albeit we probably thought for Triore. But what, what did you think of the team selection? Obviously, Nakamba and Elmer coming in as well. Um, I mean, it was pretty much like for like, wasn't it? Um, I get what he's doing with Ramsey and not putting him in too many games too soon. I think if Ramsey had started tonight, he probably wouldn't have lasted the full 90. And you don't want to risk something going wrong with a player at that stage of their development. So I thought, you know, it was fair enough. Um, I was really glad to see Courtney Hawes play well. Um, yeah. The dis- the disrespect that was put on that man's name in the build-up yeah. to this um, when the team sheet was announced. You did get still it unreal. Stick, yeah. And, you know, after, uh, after what happened with El Ghazi and with Tyrone Mings sort of making a point of it um, after the Wolves game, you'd think that we'd have been over that, but apparently not. And, you know, he looks a bit rusty at times, but that's when you haven't played many games this season. And I thought he did really well and he was unlucky not to score. I mean, I, I myself didn't see any of that on Twitter, to be honest, but when the team gets announced, you're always going to see some numbers saying something about one of, the, one of the players. And, I mean, I don't know what people expect, to be fair. Cons is injured. Your third-choice centre-back comes in. He's pretty, pretty logical to me what happened there. But Ty, in the first half in particular, I thought Hawes dealt really well with Burnley's threat because they, they did carry a little bit of a threat in the first half. And I don't remember Hawes really losing a battle or a header. No, no. Uh, to be fair, I was... Uh, I, I think he had a great game. You know, he looked very confident considering he hasn't been getting, you know, first-team match minutes. Same with Marvellous. I, uh, I think they both had a, had a really good game. Uh, Marvellous... Had a couple of wobbly incidents, but, you know, nothing to, to moan about. Um, one of my best friends, Lee, pointed out that today there was more left-footed players on the pitch for Villa than right. And he was like, I wonder when the last time that's happened was. There was I six. didn't that. Yeah, so, uh, but yeah, as a whole, I thought Courtney Orr's had a, had a blinder, to be fair. He did well. I mean, he didn't have much coming at him, um, but, you know, stepped up in times of need. Nearly got a goal. Yeah, well, let's face it, you probably should have, have had a goal in the first half. You, you've got to be scoring in that position, but I guess also there'll be a little bit of rustiness knocking around as well. The players that came in, Steve, they, they did well, but the problem is is that Nakamba, for example, as well as he did, he did nothing wrong, he was OK. He isn't Douglas Louise, and that's the problem we've got at the moment, isn't it? That The players coming in probably aren't as strong as the first eleven or anywhere near as strong, really. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um I mean, I, I thought Nakamba did okay. He did his job. Um, and it was like I was saying earlier, I think when you've got players who come in after a spell out, to not notice them is probably better than yeah. to have someone 
you know something go wrong and, and notice them for all the wrong reasons um but like pete was saying you know the january transfer window is two weeks away i i think i'm setting my sights a little less ambitious than him um i think everton you know have the draw of ancelotti and and the like to uh, to bring those players in but there's there's definitely a chance that we can bring in to some problem problem positions um, and, and strengthening in key areas to make sure that the second string isn't as weak's not the right word I'm looking for, but you know what I mean? Um, you know, a bit more competitive, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I think we all know that we, we need something else up top, another option, because Keenan's come on tonight, but for let's face it, it'll only be another week or two and he'll be injured again. Just talk to me a little bit about Watkins, because he's... He's just a little bit on the periphery in, in these kind of games at the moment. It's not like he's missing a load of chances, and I'm not criticising him at all, but there's just something not quite right and not quite there at Villa Park in these kind of games. Yeah, I mean, I, I said on Twitter a couple of weeks ago, going into this season with just Watkins as as pretty much the sole choice up front is as bad as going into last season with just Wesley. And that's not to say I think Watkins is a bad player, but I think that's a lot to put on his shoulders yeah, in what is going to be, yeah, in his first season in the Premier League and in what is got to be a consolidation season for us, where we're looking at maybe pushing up and finishing above 15th. Um, I think that's a lot for him to carry. And some, I can't remember who it was, um, but I'm going to steal their point from earlier. Um, they said that he looks like the kind of striker who's going to score in spurts rather than be someone who's consistently scoring and I think that could be the case um but you know he has scored against Liverpool and he scored against Arsenal but he, he you know he can't get a whiff against Burnley maybe yeah. it's it's the way you know these teams set up that they're much more used to clogging out that area where he operates in the Premier League than they are in the Championship um, just to finish, Dave, what, what what do you think are what, what are your realistic expectations now? We're, we're coming up to Christmas. What are your realistic expectations for this Villa side this season? What are you aiming um, for? Um, I think we could, you know, where are we now? Like tenth or something? You know, I think we could, I think we could hover around there. Um, yeah, maybe sneak in the back door of the Europa Conference. Which, oh yeah, uh, go, and play, go and play some fairies postman next season. <laughs> um, I think. You know, I'm not going to get carried away, but I think, you know, definitely like you guys are saying, we're a lot better than we were last season. And if we can just make those little connections where they're not happening and convert these one points into three points, then yeah, for sure. Um, top half is definitely doable. Excellent stuff, Steve. And thanks ever so much for coming on. I've been meaning to get you on for ages. Stupid forgetful, need to start writing things down. But the original Aston Villa podcaster, Stevie Green, thanks for coming on, mate. Uh, with a pleasure. Thanks a lot. Of the villa, mate. Of the villa. Ty, I don't know what's going on with the third guest. I've got no indication whether she whether she's coming. I don't I don't know whether you've had a chance to look at your phone or anything. Mine's not in front. I'm of on me. my phone, so uh, oh, I, I, I oh okay, no phone, no phone calls. <laughs> so it, it could be just me and you. Danny from the Bedford Lions could appear on the screen at this point. Neither of us knows. So me and Ty are going to carry on chat chatting for a bit. West Brom now on Sunday I really felt like this could be a week where we could actually get nine points and there's, there's Villa fans starting to panic a little bit on, on Twitter now that Sam Allardyce has come with West Brom which fair enough West Brom might do something against us on Sunday but it's kind of making me laugh oh Allardyce is the manager now it's going to be a completely different game well, Klopp was Liverpool's manager we, we beat them 7-2 I think a change of manager just doesn't suddenly make them side overnight it's, it's a bit of a weird one isn't it I, I'm not afraid you know what I, I... 
sometimes I get afraid to say things on Twitter just purely because people are, oh, you're going to jinx it. I, I'm yeah. not superstitious at all. So I don't believe in, you know, manager's first game syndrome where they have a blinder. You know, Sam Allardyce has been out of football for three years, mate. He's a dinosaur. I think... I don't think we're gonna. I don't think we're gonna lose. And you know, people go, "Oh, you're jinxing us." I, I just the the quality in us compared to West Brom is it's absolute moons away, mate. Yeah, the other thing is as well. If you think about the West Brom game, they might have been better off with with Billy. They just come off the back of a, their, their best result of the season, one of their best results in years away at Man City. So you could have argued Billy should stayed. That would have been a worse thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it was the right decision to get rid of Bilic at all. If you give a manager twenty million to spend in the Premier League, what you know, what do you expect? Do you think you're going to have a season like Sheffield United when they first came up? No, it's you know that isn't going to happen every season for every team that comes up. I genuinely think they've made a huge mistake in getting rid of him. I really do. But you know, we'll uh, we'll see what Sam brings to the table in uh, on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I think West Brom have been a lot more competitive than I thought they would be so far this season. The results probably don't do them justice in some ways because I've been actually a little bit surprised with them the few times I've seen them. Let's go back to, to, to Burnley now. Obviously, we were missing a, f- a few players t- tonight. Surprised we didn't make more subs, though, during the game. I think we all, you know, like I say, Ramsey could have come on, Connor could have come on and maybe nicked something from a set piece. You know, when, you, when you're chasing the game, are you surprised there wasn't more fresh legs on? I mean, I would have loved to have seen uh, Connor about 70, 75 minutes, especially when the frustration has fully kicked in, like we can't hit a barn door here. Yeah. Um, I, I think bringing him on, I mean, you never know, do you? You know, a fresh pair of legs in midfield, whether it be Ramsey or Connor. Connor is a great impact sub. We know that already, proven. It just would have been nice to get that fresh pair of legs in midfield. Um, you know, marvellous. Hadn't played 90 minutes of football. Dan, you probably know better than me when the last time he played. Has he played 90 minutes this season? In the cup he would have done, I think, but I can't remember a specific game. Probably the Stoke game, I'm guessing. Yeah, I mean, it would have been nice for the last uh, 15, 20 minutes, you know, to get Connor on, um, get Jacob Ramsey on. You know, uh, but it's it's one of those things. And it was some, there's been a lot of times in the last year or so where we've probably scratched our head a little bit of substitutes. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, things can change very quickly in football as well. It seems like Connor's massively out of favour at the moment. If you just said to him, probably four or five players are going to be out and you're still not going to be starting, he wouldn't be very happy. But El, El Ghazi's come in massively from the cold, obviously nicked the penalty against Wolves at the weekend. He, he started tonight, found himself back in the team. And again, did, did a lot right, but it is just that end product. Yeah. Um, Jack, Jack, had, uh, Jack had fed him a fair few times, you know, and I fully yeah. rate Jack with... Uh, you know, and it shows you why he's captain. You know, people think, oh. oh, yeah, the things that's going on off the pitch. It isn't just about that. It isn't just about him being young or skillful. It's the confidence he instills in the team. He is the backbone of that confidence. You know, when Al Ghazi scored that that penalty, he's like, come on, mate, get in the corner. Let's have a, you know, yeah. celebrate what you've done. You've just scored a last-minute winner in a, in a derby, you know, like, come on. You know, and he, the, the confidence wasn't there. And you can see that Jack's just tried to provide him tonight with that little bit more like, come on, let's show everyone how good you really are because I think they see a player on the pitch that is very different uh, on the training pitch. That's probably a bit different to the player we've seen. I mean, when I tweeted saying Al Ghazi stepping up and doing that, uh, Yannick Balassi replied to it and he had said, um, like, uh, you know, Jack's giving the ball to do that because he sees him do it for fun on the training field. And, you know, they're things that we don't see. You know, so if we can get those products, that end product on the field, on um, in games, 
you know, it's just another piece of depth, isn't it? You know, a bit of competition out on the, out, out on the wings. Yeah, because he was a forgotten man, essentially. I think we probably all yeah, thought yeah. He, he isn't really going to be getting a game again, but a few injuries and, and people do come back in from, from the cold. On on the subject of Jack and giving him the ball and you, you see he wants his teammates to do well. He, Jack's like, I don't care what anyone says. Jack is a proper leader. People always, I mean, you see the odd person say, oh, Ming should be captain. He's the one shouting. He's the leader. He's a leader. About that. He is a leader. But Jack yeah. is obviously our best player, but he's a phenomenal leader now as well. I don't. I think his yeah. leadership skills have come on leaps and bounds since he's had the captaincy. And again, his skills as a leader are worlds away from the skills he had as a leader when he was first made captain. I think that's something that gets completely overlooked. But sometimes now, I, I know what I mean here. I don't know if I'm going to explain it right, but it, it comes at the expense of, he, of his own game. Like a couple yeah. of times, tonight, don't put El Ghazi through. Yeah, like, have a whack. I yeah. shoot. Yeah. I just wanted yeah, to shoot. Absolutely. No, just, I, I definitely agree with that. It was so frustrating because you, you obviously know Jack's got the ability and then finally, towards the end of the game, he did shoot and obviously... <laughs> Rosette. Going into, into the whole end, into, into my seat, which wasn't great. But do you want you want to see him be a bit more selfish at times? People talk about it. The commentators were saying about him being known as a bit of a, a greedy, selfish player. That's that's not the case at all. Yeah, yeah I mean, you definitely seen it tonight. You know, he was... He was providing, he was feeding, he was trying. You know, at the end, he had done a through ball to Keenan to whip one in the box where he probably could have shot. He's uh, he's doing it, mate. You know, he's uh, he, it's very easy for a commentator who doesn't see ninety minutes of him in every game like we do to make that assumption when you probably look at statistics on paper. But when you see, you know, in a in a live environment, mate, it's very different. I could see Danny on on the screen now again. I've got no idea whether everyone else watching can see her, but I can see her. So we're going to bring her in for a chat. Looking looking quite flustered, Danny. I, th- I think you've had a bit of a nightmare trying to get on. Oh, it's been a nightmare. I'm normally all right with Microsoft Teams, but um, look, I'm here now, <laughs> sorted. There we go. We've saved the best till last. We, we've, we've waited patiently for you. Ty and myself have, have padded for long enough. So what, 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 did, what did you make of the game? Oh, it was quite frustrating, wasn't it? Um, I think... When we saw the um, squad get released at, what, five o'clock, we were looking at it. And I think, like, Ty's tweet kind of summed it up. A bit, like, we were looking at who was who was missing. And I think we all had a bit of a panic, didn't we? We were yeah. going, oh, Cash is out, Collins is out, uh, Dougie's out, Barkley's out, Trez is out. But um, look, at the end of the day, it's a point, isn't it? We haven't lost. No, and I think... Any player, any player, sorry, any team losing that that amount of players, it's going to affect their game. But actually, apart from the end product, our attacking game was there. We played with some swagger and some verve, didn't we? Yeah, there was a lot of attacking going on. I mean, it was quite frustrating because at some points I was thinking, oh, we should be 2 0 up here at this point. Um, but I think I think we just need to get some more minutes, some more game time with with Traore in particular, because he had a few chances, didn't he? Yeah. It can't just be me who's a little bit frustrated with that second touch. You just think that I wish he could just pull the trigger on the first touch, really. Um, But, you know, uh, we're 11th with two games in hand, aren't we? So um, I'm thinking we can get uh, some of the players back in uh, off their suspensions and we should do a job against Baggies. Yeah, but that's the thing, because it, it feels like a bit of a little bit of a missed opportunity because obviously we've got a fantastic result away from home on at the weekend against Wolves. Brilliant result. You get three points and you then look at the next two and think there's a real chance for nine points this week. And then 
Burnley at home, the one you're not a banker because Burnley are a difficult side, but you think this is a real chance to make a statement now, and we, and we don't do it. And you kind of, as, as good as the start of the season's been, it's been brilliant. I think we're all happy. We're light years away from where we were this time last year. It's, it's been great to see. But you do just have that nagging doubt in your mind that, that it could have been a little bit more, couldn't it? Yeah, it definitely could have been. I mean, there was one point, because I think I come across as being quite positive on Twitter, but yeah. I have to confess, there was, there was times when I was like throwing things around my living room today when I was seeing <laughs> chances getting squared when I think they should have been being put into the back of the net and whatnot um and there's other things as well that frustrated me about the match i just how did ben may not get booked oh, no idea i was about to say a, a game nearly went by without three times that was person. three times once and on I the edge with jack i think i think he nearly kicked ollie watkins in the head the leg was definitely too hard yeah and then, yellow card. and then again at the end was it with jack again at the end I remember Jack moaning at the ref at the end. Yeah. How's he not being booked or something? And to be fair, I mean Ben May's obviously done one of our players at the at, in the middle of last season as well. So we, we haven't got a, a lot of love for Ben May between us, I'm sure. But you, but you're right. Should 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 be getting booked. And then it's it's a different game when Jack Grealish is running at you and you're on a yellow card. But when you know you can keep getting away away with it, you've probably got a decent chance of keeping a clean sheet because they are very organised and they are hard to break down. And Ty, I guess that's something that you have to take into account. Burnley are very good at what they do, and they've done it against us. Yeah, I mean, I I rate Tarkowski. To be fair, I think he's a, he's he's a, he's a very good centre back. Um, ben Mee is just one of them players that uh, probably like how Grealish is to us. You know, Burnley probably love him, and everyone else hates him. But Burnley love him, and that's all that yeah. matters. Whereas we probably think, you know, there's a there's a few words I won't say uh, live on YouTube, but. Uh, you know, words I could describe Ben May, especially, you know, with the challenge on Wesley. But, you know, definitely should have been booked, especially when Ollie Watkins was getting a book in for, I don't know if the ref had waved him back on the pitch, but from what the commentators had said from uh, when I was watching was that they booked him because his nose was bleeding when he came back on. I think he just ran on without permission. That was how I looked at it. <laughs> you can't come back on until the ref says you can. I mean, fair play to him. I mean, to be fair, he did wait till the ball was literally right next to him. And, and well, go on then, I'll try. Yeah. I mean, you're never ever going to get away with that. But a yellow card feels a little bit harsh when Ben oh, May's going around so, assaulting yeah. people. It definitely feels a bit harsh. I just want to get both your opinions on this, and I'll come to come to Danny first. In a game like that, where where it's still nil, I ask you about McGinn because he doesn't get much criticism. I'm not here to criticise him because because I love him as much as everyone else does. In a game like that. Do you not want to see a little bit more from him? I don't remember a single driving run from him. I don't know whether his instructions were different, different tonight and he was told to sit next to Nakamba. But in a game when you're pretty much all out of attack like we were, do we not want to see a little bit more from McGinn in a game like that? We do. Um, but, same as you just said, really, what, was he told to um, play more of a holding midfield role? Um, you know, we were out without Douglas Louise, which would normally be sort of a role that he would perform. So it's like, did we need um, sort of a regular first team squad member to sort of fit into that role instead? Um, yeah. You know, he, he had some um, all right hold up play. Um, I did a tweet mentioning how he uses his bum when he plays. I do love the way McGinn manages to do that. I think we all do. Um, <laughs> so, um, I do, to be honest, I don't have to many criticisms for for anybody in the way that no. played today um and I, I think there was there was other players fringe players like Anwar El Ghazi who got to start I think he had a good game 
Yeah, he, he did. Looked hungry. Um, he was. He took a few chances. I mean, that that free kick would have been sublime if it had gone in. You can tell he's been practicing, and he's just sort of like channeling his his inner Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, and I think you know a bit more confidence will get there. The difference is on this game, and we can always say, oh, we should should be winning against Burnley, but we had a lot of rotation almost looked like a cup squad uh sort of yeah. like early stages of a cup but um you know we we have to play with what we've got we didn't lose and um we we've managed to get more uh premier league minutes in the squad so it will add to our our squad depth um we can only play with what we've got can't we yeah, and I suppose, yeah, with the busy festive period coming up, actually some of those players getting minutes might not be a bad thing at all because at Christmas when the injuries are coming thick and fast, suspensions, games are coming thick and fast, you, you may need to call upon anyone. Danny, thanks ever so much for coming on and talking to us. I'm thankful that you got on eventually. I was getting a bit worried that you you weren't going to be able to join us, but thanks ever so much and, and up the Bedfordshire Lions. Oh, thank you. Up the villa. Good to see you, Danny. See you later. See you later. Ty, just to finish, let's say... All the players that were missing tonight come back. They're in contention for, for the weekend against West Brom. Has anyone done enough tonight that played to keep out those players coming back? <sighs> An absolute push. I think... You see, Trezeguet's been playing quite well. And now, I wouldn't put Trezeguet below Traore in the, in the pile, um, no. you know, in terms of who starts on that right wing. But obviously, we've been out for a few weeks. Might affect match fitness. It wouldn't surprise me if Traore starts and Trezeguet comes on, if he's better. Um, but no, I wouldn't say there's anyone's place who's up for grabs. But I'll tell you one thing, though. I did enjoy a Jack Grealish in the Central Masterclass tonight. Did you? Yeah, I did. It's nice once in a while, mate. And, you know, he's got the beans. He can, you know, he can go from one box to the other, mate, in literally like six or seven seconds. You know, he gives it the when he's got the ball at his feet. But yeah, it was a refreshing change. I'm not saying I'd like to see it there permanently, but it was a refreshing change to not just see him on the left. I like to see him central tonight. It was, it was refreshing. I don't like it. I much prefer him on the left now. I think he picks the ball up in better positions. I think he picks the ball up where he can drive at teams in, in more space than he gets when he's playing through the middle. I think sometimes when he's playing through the middle and it's not going well, he kind of gets forced to come a little bit deeper to get the ball, and then he's picking up the ball with his with his back to the game. And I, yeah. I just don't like it. I prefer I prefer him on the left. I don't know whether Barkley's going to be back on Sunday. So that hypothetical thing that I've just offered you is probably a load of garbage. But do you not think El Ghazi might might keep his place now in the eleven? Um, I mean, uh, if Jack is to play in the middle, El Ghazi on the right. I think that Jack going in the central was probably a confidence thing as well. You know, with the question you had asked about McGinn, I think instead of him going box to box. I think it was more so to provide that support for Marvellous, probably in a confidence thing within the team. Yeah. You know, I need you to just hold back just a little bit in this game just for the confidence for Marvellous, you know, just to be that supporting player. Um, I think he will probably start on... It wouldn't surprise me if Al Ghazi started on the left um, if Barkley isn't back. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I guess we'll find out in the coming days. 
we will. And of course, the Villa View will be back after the West Brom game. Completely forgot when the kickoff time. I think it's around 7.15, isn't it? So we'll probably be on around 9, 9.15. So, yeah, all that's left to say is thanks for supporting us tonight. Thanks for tuning in. And make sure you're checking out the Purity website as well. If you use our code hashtag TVV10, then that will get you 10% off all their all their goodies. I've just realised that someone asked me for that code yesterday and I've given them the completely wrong code, so that's good. <laughs> I'll have to be messaging them after this now to make sure I get that right because for some reason I thought it was TVV20. It's not. Maybe one day, but at the moment it's hashtag TVV10. So, yeah, go on the website, get yourself some Villa kegs, get yourself some Villa glasses and get yourself some Villa cans. We'll be back on Sunday with another show. As I say, thanks again for tuning in and up the Villa. Up the Villa. Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.